Thank you very much. That was lovely, wasn't it? Just a short, uh, condensed message about Timothy, which is uh, the character for today. As we've seen, he was an amazing man of God. And Timothy means, in translation, the one who honors God. What a lovely name. Let's read another passage just to get to know um, a bit more about Timothy. So first passage about Timothy in the Bible is in Acts chapter 16, verses 1 to 5. It says, Paul went on also to Derbe and to Lystra, where there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer. But his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers and sisters in Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and had him circumcised because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they went from town to town, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and the elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in numbers daily. So this was the first passage about Timothy, a lovely young man who followed and believed in God. He started, as we can see, from a mixed family. So his mother was a Jew, but then she converted to Christianity. His father was a Greek. There is no mention about his father if he ever became a Christian. We don't know. And they were living with their grandmother, Louise. So he was born in that small town, Lystra. And from here, we can see from the beginning, God can work with anyone. It doesn't matter our background. And there is no place for racism in God's ministry in the churches. His grandmother and his mother more likely became Christians when Paul visited those places in his first trip. So they may be as well just Paul's fruits from his work. Timothy was later ordained, confirmed as the leader of the church by the elders, endorsed by Paul. As a young man in those times, it was really hard to, to reach that sort of spiritual um, level because let's remember the, the apostles were still around. So people will look at you and they will compare you with Peter, with John, with Paul. So Timothy was really a young man dedicated to God and to his work. We can see, you know, from, the, from his life, he is leading by example. So what can we learn from Timothy? I have five points for us this morning to meditate and to think of, and then some conclusions. So first, we learn from Timothy's life to be grateful for the ones who helped us to come to faith. Timothy became who he was because he had lovely people in his life to help him in his journey. We learn that um, in Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, Paul says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Louise and your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure lives in you. His faith came from listening, hearing from his grandmother and mother. What important role they have in his life. And then, of course, later on, Paul and others helped him to become who he was. 
So we see in Timothy's life different stages. As a child, as we have our children here, listening the words, the good news from, from others, from, from parents, Sunday school, and so on. And then is that personal faith, that personal understanding that God exists about what Jesus did. And another stage is that growth in faith, which we see in Timothy's life by studying the scripture, by following people of God, and became a, a really a young leader in the early church. What stage are we in our lives? Let's think for a moment. And then let's not forget, not take for granted people who helped us in our journey, people who brought us to faith, people who contributed to our Christian life, especially in the early days where we didn't know as much. I'm sure in everyone's life there was someone there to help us, to, to guide us. And even as we grow up in life, I remember in my life, my grandma, she was such a wise woman. She used to say lots of things, but some things that she said, you know, our parents or grandparents, they stick with you forever. So she used to say to me, you know, you're better off in life be poor but honest so you can have a good sleep in your bed rather than being rich and dishonest and stealing and cheating so then you have nightmares about what you did so you can't rest. That's my, my grandmothers used to say to me. My father also used to say to me lots of things, but one of them that is with me even today, he used to say, and I'm sure you know this, tell me who your friends are and I can tell you who you are. Right? Be, be careful of our friends. My mother had lots of advice for me. So I remember she used to say, you may not have you know, good clothes like other children, other people, but remember, everywhere you go, especially in public, be clean, right? Don't be smelly. Good advice from my mom, bless her. And then there were, of course, people in my life who helped me in my faith. I remember Emil this morning. He was a colonel in the Romanian army. And he converted to Christianity after the communism. We met in, in some of the ministries. And I could see the faith in this man's heart. He was the first chaplain in the Romanian army after the revolution. Because before then, you only have the Orthodox priests. He was a really uh, man of God. He then later was um, diagnosed with leukemia. But he never stopped serving the Lord until his last minutes. So that was, for me, such an inspiration. And then I remember Mike as well, a missionary with his wife from America, also in Romania, working with poor families, Roma's families, in places you wouldn't dare to go alone. They went there, spreading the gospel, and I was translating, and I saw their life, their love for the for Lord. So people in our life that are worth remembering and not take them for granted. So let's spend a few, few moments to remember in our lives people who helped us in our journey. There where we are, all of us, let's, let's spend a few moments, a few seconds, and just remember and thank God for the people in our lives. Amen. Amen. So let's remember to be thankful for people in our lives who helped us in our journey. The second point, looking at Timothy's life, we can see he was very good in selecting his entourage. Entourage? I think I'm saying that correctly. And the person to look up to. So who is our Paul? How is our entourage today? 
Who are our friends? The question is today, the environment we're in, is it helpful? Is it healthy for us? Does it bring us closer to God? Does it bring us closer to Jesus? Does it help us in our journey? Or the place we are, maybe they're just dragging us away from God. So let's spend a few seconds to think of our entourage, of our friends. Who is influencing my life? A Hollywood actress or actor, a Bollywood one? Or we do have in our lives someone like Paul to look up to, and more importantly, to Jesus. Because people indeed can disappoint us. I can disappoint people. But Jesus will never disappoint us. So who is influencing our lives? My entourage, my environment, people I'm spending time with, are they bringing me closer, making me happier following God, or are they dragging me away? Because we're going to have an illustration in a moment. I have Chris here, my brother, and Samuel. Just to understand this principle, it's uh, much more easier to be pulled down from our faith, right, from your entourage and people around us. Then we're trying ourselves with our own strength to pull people up in our faith to follow us. So please, let's, let's do a little demonstration here. Thank you very much. You can see stronger, strong men. We did a health and safety test, so don't worry. So Samuel will go up there. So let's think Samuel is following God. He's, you know, in a journey. He's up there with God, happy, following Jesus. And then Chris, you know, entourage, he's trying to pull him down. But Samuel also will try to pull Chris up. So let's see if Samuel can pull Chris up where he is to follow Jesus. Go on, Samuel. More, more. No. Now let's see how easy it is for Chris to pull Samuel down. You see? <laughs> Very easy job. Give them a round of applause. Thank you very much. You see? So this is the principle in our lives. We cannot change other people's lives with our own strength. God, through the Holy Spirit, can indeed change people's lives. And they could themselves follow up on the chair. Otherwise, we, we will not be able to pull them up where we are. So let's remember this morning and pay attention to ourselves. In 1 Timothy, it says in, first, in chapter 4, verse 16, it says, Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Continue in these things, for in doing this, you will save yourself and uh, your hearers. By paying attention to our entourage and friends, we will save ourselves and we will be able to save others if we follow God. So that was the second point. The third one I would like to reflect on is... We see in Timothy's life a fantastic principle. He got saved, he believed in God, he believed in Jesus, and what he does next? He goes straight into ministry. He goes straight into serving God. He starts to be involved in the ministry, in the church, with something. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14-15, it says, Paul says to Timothy, As for you, continue in what you have learned, and firmly believed, knowing from whom you've learned it, and how from childhood you have known sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Timothy understood this principle. You are saved to serve. You are saved to 
help others to believe. We are saved to do God's work. And, you know, not all of us can be, I don't know, pastors or uh, worship leaders. I mean, if I play an instrument, I'm sure you will all be gone by now. But all of us have things to do for, for the ministry, for the Lord. So how is our desire today looking at Timothy's life? It wasn't easy for him. We read he was even circumcised because he wanted to be an example even for the, for the Jews. He didn't have to, but he said, in obedience, I'll do this so I can save others. We often, you know, we, we struggle a little bit to make a change in our life, to adapt perhaps something that we need to change in order to be able to be useful for the ministry. So looking in Timothy's life, let's reflect. Is there anything we can change? Is there anything we can do to get involved? Because the first point we see, fourth point we see in Timothy's life, he was in the front line. He wasn't just, you know, praying or doing. He was in the front line. And it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10, 11, Paul writes to Timothy, You, however... Know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings. What kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. Paul says to Timothy, you know these things, you saw them. You were there with me. In the second uh, journey of Paul, Timothy followed him. He saw firsthand the opposition, the persecution, uh, even maybe when Paul was beaten up for speaking out about the Lord. We remember we admired and applauded during the pandemic people in the front line, key workers, you know, so dedication, so much love. They saved lives sometimes with the price of losing theirs or someone they loved. So let's remember them as well and learn from them. Timothy was in a front line. And if we look back at those times, so the church, the believers were persecuted on two fronts. There were Jewish leader, leaders who obviously didn't believe in Jesus, didn't believe he was the Messiah, so they were persecuting uh, Christians in Jerusalem, in their, in their um, surroundings. And then there was the Romans also persecuting them because they had their own religion. And... Emperor August dared to call himself a son of God, a God on earth. So that's why Christianity posed a danger for the Roman emperor. So they had, you know, persecution in their lives. Furthermore, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3, 4, it says here, Paul says to, to Timothy, I'm grateful to God whom I worship with a clear conscience, as my ancestors did when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. He saw Paul suffering for the gospel. He cried together. They cried together. So they stayed closed and loved Jesus together. Let's do the same as a fellowship, as a church, together. Together to love Lord and to serve him. 
The last point before we go to some conclusions. Timothy really felt for others. Really felt for others. Paul calls him my beloved child in faith. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 to 2. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. My beloved child. They felt for each other. And then in Philippians chapter 2, it says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, he says to the church in Philippi, so that I too may be cons consoled by the news of you. Have, I have no one so like myself who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. How amazing is this statement from Paul? I have no one so like myself who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. Timothy was concerned for other people's welfare. He was concerned. He was involved. He wanted to help. And let's remember, we cannot be involved in God's ministry, in God's work, if we don't love others. If we don't have love for people, if we don't have love for others, we cannot be involved in God's ministry. So let's pray. Lord, give us love for people for the brothers and sisters in this place. Increase our love. As Lord Jesus said, his only new command was in Matthew 16, 25. He, actually, this is another verse, apologies. But his only command was, love one another as I loved you. That was his only command. Love one another as I loved you. And why was that? So that people can see that your father is God. Love one another. That, that's our testimony to the world. So we can see that, so people can see that our Father is God. And the text I wanted to mention in Matthew 16, 25, we can see this in Timothy's life. Jesus said there, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. We can see this in Timothy's life. He gave up his, um, you know, um, good and good sort of living, and he followed Paul through persecution, through uh, denials, and so on. He followed Paul, and then we can see his amazing testimony in the New Testament. He's reminded more than 25 times in the New Testament, and that's a lot given that he wasn't part of the first uh, disciples. So, thank God for people like Paul, like Timothy. And in conclusion, let's remember, don't forget to be thankful for the people in our lives who helped us in our faith. Let's remember them. Let's be thankful. Let's be grateful. Secondly, please be careful of your entourage, of your friends. Let's pay attention who is influencing our lives, who is guiding us, and to make sure we are guided by the light and then looking at Timothy's, let's remind ourselves of the principle, we were saved to serve God. We were saved to be involved, to save others, part of his work, part of his ministry. And then Timothy, as we've seen, had a heart for others. He had a heart for others. In uh, Timothy chapter 4, verses 13, Paul uh, says to him, 
Do your best to come to me quickly. Paul was in the prison in Rome his last few months or few days. He's longing for Timothy's company. And he says, when you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas. Bring me the cloak. Bring me some clothes, in other words. Were there no people in Rome, a big city, to bring Paul a cloak? So let's look around us. Are there people that we're aware of that they need a cloak or maybe a fan on this heat wave in Adelstone, in Newhall, in Weybridge? Are we aware of such people? Let's do them good. Let's do them good. And last but not least, let's think this morning. Do we have a Timothy or a Timothea to pray for, to guide, to support in our lives? You know, the gospel, as we see, is handed over from generation to generation. So let's pray this morning for younger people in our church, in our lives, in our families, people of the church, younger generation, so that they could take forward the Olympic flame of the gospel and carry it in the world. As we, the elders, myself included, I turn 45, we will be part of that cloud of witnesses in heaven, and we will be cheering, looking at them, how they spread the good news of Lord Jesus. Amen? So, get, so help us, Lord, this morning. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you.